Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining us here tonight online. Um, this is the last week we're going to be here online because next week we are inviting you to come back with us here October 7th for Power Nights in person. And we are excited for that. We hope you can join us here. And uh, Edward is usually the one that's helping me with my pulpit and everything. Uh, but uh, as you can see, he is now playing the guitar on uh, up here with the worship team. So uh, he has, I wouldn't say, I was going to say a promotion, but it's not a promotion. <laughs> but he's still serving, he's still serving, but he's doing it in a different way today. And so grateful, so grateful for him, so grateful for the team. Thank you for all you do uh, here tonight. We are concluding our series here uh, at Empower Nights called uh, of Circles. It's been a series about community. It's been a series about how we can grow together, how we can better, um, better be a community, better be a church, uh, better be who God has called us to be. And last week we talked about encouraging one another and building each other up. And if you remember, I used a giant Jenga as an illustration and almost broke my iPad up here last week um, but luckily it, the Jenga blocks missed it so I was able to keep my iPad intact uh, but today today we're going to talk about as we close out this series we're going to talk about vulnerability vulnerability vulnerable vul, I can't even say the word vul, vulnerability it's in a, a very very important topic because we live in a world that tells us, and this really does go along with, if you have been uh, keeping up with us on our English service as well, what I have been speaking of about how the world tells us that we need to try so hard in life, that we need to just toughen up and get through it and just hide everything and put on a solid face, you know, smile even if you're feeling down and, and to try harder. But the series that I've been preaching on on Sundays has been called Try Softer, that we're supposed to push a little bit softer, be kinder to ourselves, be a little bit more vulnerable. Vulnerable. And, the, and this scripture here in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9 through 10, reminds us that it's okay to be weak. That it's okay to be weak because in our weakness we find strength in God. And Paul is talking here and he says, but he said to me, talking that God said to him, my grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weakness so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why for Christ's sake, I delight in weakness, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Being vulnerable doesn't seem like a good thing. Yet, it is in those vulnerable moments that we often relate to uh, our favorite movie characters, favorite superheroes, and things like that. It is in those moments 
that we realize that they're just, they're not this perfect person or these perfect people, but they are like us. Otherwise, we wouldn't be able to relate. If Superman had no weakness, then he would just be the perfect being. Yet, we saw, we know that he has a weakness that makes him just as weak as the rest of us. We see that he has weaknesses in the people that he cares about. We see uh, a lot of these here, a lot of heroes, the same kind of way. They become vulnerable. You know, I didn't watch the the whole Batman v Superman uh, movie because I heard it was terrible. <laughs> but uh, there is a there is a scene in that movie that I remember hearing about it. And I laugh about it, but it shows vulnerability. In that moment, uh, Superman says his mother's name, Martha. And it so happens to be the same name as Batman's mother. And he's like, why did you say that? Why? And you see these two, like, heroic, these two strong individuals suddenly, like, fall apart because of something that they have in common. This is their vulnerability. They let their guard down in the moment. And instead of fighting, they ended up teaming up together. Vulnerability can bring us closer together if we let it. But it's hard to. Sometimes we don't like to be open to people. We don't like to. We think that it's not um, that it's not a good thing. I've met very few people who think the opposite of that. Uh, I've met very few people who thought think that. And sometimes I'd hear people telling their whole life stories to every single person that they met. And I was like, man, how how can you do that? Like, how is it that you can feel like you can open up to just anybody that will listen to you? Vulnerability sometimes seems as a weakness, and sure, there are people that we we shouldn't just open up to anybody. But when it comes to the body of Christ, we're supposed to be in a safe space where we can open ourselves up of our weaknesses, of our struggles, of the things that are going on in our lives, because this is supposed to be a space, this is supposed to be a place where instead of finding someone to make fun of our weakness, we find someone to lift us up in our weakness. When someone is vulnerable, it changes the atmosphere. There's a story in the book of John where a woman comes to anoint Jesus. She comes with a perfume offering. It says that the Bible tells us that the perfume offering cost her like an entire life, a year's worth of work. That she had saved up so much that she bought this expensive perfume so that she could then use it to be able to worship Jesus. And she comes before Jesus in this story and she breaks the perfume bottle over Jesus' feet and she begins to weep and cry. And as she's crying, she's wiping his feet, cleaning his feet with her hair. And in this moment, the people that are all around her start to ridicule her, start telling her, well, she should have just sold that and give the money to the poor. She should have just done this. She should have just done that. People were judging her in that moment. But in her moment of vulnerability, Jesus lifted her up and he told everybody that was around, you say that she should do this or she should do that. But really what she has done is going to be remembered throughout the rest of time. What she has done for me will be remembered throughout the rest of time. Because vulnerability, it's it's not a weakness. Instead, it shows our strength. It shows our willingness. If you are willing to be open, that shows that you have some strength in you. 
Because it's not easy to open up to people. People who are closed off, I, I, I often find, are weaker emotionally. They, they are weaker themselves emotionally because they, they don't want to be hurt. But people who are willing to be vulnerable know that there is a chance that they might get hurt, and they still do it anyway. It's not comfortable. We don't like to be vulnerable because it's not comfortable. It's not comfortable to share the struggles that we are going through. It's not comfortable to share our weaknesses with people. Because we're afraid of being judged like this woman. Maybe she was afraid of being judged. Maybe she was afraid of what people might think of her in those moments. She was maybe uh, conscientious about what she was going to, how would she look? How am I going to look in this situation? Obviously, the Bible tells us she was crying and she was using her hair to wipe his feet. That's not like a pretty picture. Like, people don't do that. You know, why, why, you know, wipe their, wipe their tears, people's, their own tears with their hair. That's not normal. But she was able to do it. She was able to let go of all of that because she realized if I can be vulnerable with Jesus, that means I can be strong. That's what, that's what, that's what the scripture was telling. That's what Paul was telling us. What God was teaching Paul. He says, no, it's okay that you're weak. It's okay that I'm not going to take away this weakness from you. Because in that weakness, you're going to find strength in me. You're going to find strength in me. So what does it mean for us? For us, okay, we understand now vulnerability is important. But we need to be vulnerable. We need to be able to open our lives and confess and know that there are people around us in a safe space for us to, to be. But what does that mean? We, we might not do it because, like I said, we're afraid of judgment. We're afraid of that. Or we're afraid that we have no value ourselves. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7 says, But we have treasures in jars of clay that show us this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. We can find strength because... We are valuable. We might be clay jars. The Bible says that we are treasures in jars of clay because we have God's strength with us. We might feel unworthy. We might feel not able to share because we think that it's going to make people love us less. Nobody likes to be loved less. Everybody likes to be loved. Everybody likes to be liked. That's why it's such... Uh, it's so easy to fall into trying to people please. It's so easy to just go with the flow, do with what your friends do, do, you know, succumb to peer pressure because it's easy to to think that I have to do this in order to be loved. But if we live in humility, we understand who we are. We understand that we might not be perfect, that we might not be to the world very valuable, that we might not have a lot of talents or abilities or what the world thinks would be success. But the Bible tells us that God considers us treasures in these jars of clay because of who he is, because of what he has given us, not because of what anything, any one thing that we have done for him or have done for anybody else. This is not, like I said, it's not easy. And I've, I've learned that myself. Uh, there was a time going through as I was growing up that I was very closed off um, to people. You know, I've told the story before how I used to be not to talk to talk to anybody in middle school, and I was like really weird kid. But that didn't that didn't just stop there. Even when I started talking to people, I always kept people at arm's length. 
I never allowed people to come into my life and really be close to anyone. I had a lot of friends that surrounded me, but I wouldn't say that growing up, any of them really knew me. They didn't know who I was. In fact, many of them didn't even know that I was a pastor's son. Many of them didn't even know that I was a Christian. They may have assumed that I was a, they thought it was, some, some people figured it out. It's like, oh, I just thought because you're so nice. And I'm like, okay, that's nice of you. But I wouldn't consider myself very nice. Because I was very mean to people. I would keep people distant. And I've learned through, through so many different things that God has broken down walls in my life. Tragedy and grief that has come into my life that if I hadn't opened up to people, I wouldn't have been able to get through it on my own. Weakness and struggles and sin that I face that if I hadn't opened up to people, I never would have been able to get through my sin. If I hadn't done these things, I would have still been in my comfort zone, safe in my little shell thinking that I am okay when I'm really not. The Bible tells us in James chapter 5, verse 16, he says, Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. Confess your sins to one another. Confess your weaknesses to one another. That's how we go from what we know that now it's, we are, it's supposed to be important for us to be vulnerable. We know that God considers us valuable even if we are weak. But that's now all of that building up to the point that as a church, we need to be able to have each other's backs. This is something that we've talked about this entire series. We're supposed to support each other and that includes the brokenness that we are, the sin that we have, the difficulties that we face. Confess your sins to one another. Be vulnerable be open because then james tells us that you're going to find healing you're going to find hope you're going to find restoration because when you pray together when you work together when you fight together that is when you see the power of god move in your life that is when you see the church become what it was meant to be jesus was vulnerable with his disciples he always did things that the disciples thought that they, that he shouldn't do he always did things that they he looked at the they looked at him like man jesus you're crazy jesus washed their feet and peter was like no you you shouldn't do that you, you're not a servant he says but i have to or you will have no part of me so then take give me a whole bath it's like nah peter calm down but jesus did things that didn't make sense he took people with him in his last moments, in his last hours here on earth, as he was praying in the Garden of Gethsemane, he took his three, the three closest of his disciples to pray with him, near him, as he was burdened with weakness and wanted to give up then and there. We don't think about Jesus wanting to give up, but he wanted to in that moment. He was vulnerable with the people that were around him. He, the Bible says he cried tears as if they were tears of blood. That he asked God, take this away from me. But nevertheless, God, your will be done. We need to be able to carry each other's burden because that's what makes us strong. The Bible tells us that we will be known as a church. We will be known as different from the people around us. We will be known 
differently from the world around us by the one truth that is loving each other. And loving each other means that we pick each other up when we're down. Loving each other means that when one of us is struggling with sin, that we offer forgiveness and grace. Loving each other means when someone is alone and someone needs strength, that we are there praying with them and fighting with them. But it will only happen if we do, if first we are vulnerable with ourselves. Being vulnerable with yourself, that's not always easy either. I mean, forget about being vulnerable with other people. If we're not vulnerable with our own selves, if we're not truthful with our own selves, how many times have we told ourselves, you know, I'm okay, and we're really not? So everything's just fine. And it's not true. And we're hurting inside, and we're broken inside, and there's struggling inside. And we tell ourselves that everything is okay because we want to believe it and we want other people to believe it too but we have to be vulnerable for with ourselves be honest with ourselves we have to be vulnerable with God and it might seem difficult to be vulnerable with God because God is perfect God is this other holy worldly being that is separate from us and we think that if we express to him all of the darkness that is in us, all the heaviness, all the burden that is in us, then he won't love us anymore. But the truth is that the Bible tells us that we are already loved and he already knows. He knows the deepest secrets in our hearts, the worst thing you've ever done, the worst thing you've ever said, the, the worst thoughts you've ever thought. He knows it all and loves you still. We have to be vulnerable with ourselves. We have to be vulnerable with God. We have to be vulnerable with each other. God left the church on this earth so that we could be a beacon of hope and light to the world. How then are we going to be able to do that if we cannot create a space where people are willing to unload their burdens, to share their difficulties, to share their weaknesses? Jesus did that. He asked us, take up your cross and follow me. Show your weakness. Show and carry the thing that is hurting and breaking you and bring it to the cross. Bring it to the cross because that is where you find Jesus. That is where you find hope. That is where you find healing and vulnerability. Tonight, as I close out my my message today, I want to tell you, Jesus is here. The Bible tells us this, that he calls out to us and tells us, if you are tired and you are weary, here I am with rest. If you feel unloved, if you feel hurt, if you feel broken, here he is. If you feel like no one is there for you, if you feel like you don't know where to turn or who to talk to, here he is. Jesus is here for us to surrender our weakness, for us to surrender our pain and find strength in him. That's what he said. That's what Paul said. My grace is enough for you in your weakness 
I am strong. In your pain, I am strong. In your brokenness, I am strong. In all of that, he brings healing. In all of that, he brings hope. So today, let's pray. Let's pray that God will be a place of hope for us, a place of safety, a place of healing. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this time together. We thank you for this opportunity to be in your presence, to hear your word. Let us believe the truth of your, of your word that says, my grace is enough. Your grace is enough, God. So here we are. Take our weakness. Take our pain. Take our struggles. Take our sin. Take all that we are. Into your hands, Jesus. Make us new. Give us Help us to trust in you and the love that you have for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us here. And I